Hello, I'm Gary Bembridge, and I'm about to get unleashed on spoof commercials. This is the Unleashed on Marketing podcast with Gary Bembridge. In each podcast, I draw on over 25 years of experience to look at what we can learn from a new trend, marketing or advertising campaign, or anything else that caught my eye. Visit GaryBembridge.com to contact me. But now... It's time to get unleashed on marketing. The explosion of and entry into the mainstream of the, some might say, judgmentally named user-generated content phenomena has created a veritable goldmine of user-generated advertising spoofs. YouTube, for example, has loads and loads. And so if you search for your brand on the site, should you be pleased, excited, or completely dismayed to find that your advertising has been spoofed, mimicked, parodied, or quite simply mocked. I looked up the meaning of the word spoof in my favorite dictionary, dictionary dictionary.com, to make sure that I'm about to speak on topic. Dictionary.com defined a spoof as a mocking imitation of someone or something usually light and good-humored. And a thesaurus talks about caricature. Personally, I think there are at least some very telling things that you can learn if you find that your advertising has been the subject of user-generated spoofs. Now, in my view, these learnings relate to the key principles underpinning all successful communication, which are brand impact, getting the attention of consumers and making sure they remember who you are, communicating on strategy, which is getting a simple, single-minded message across consumers that they recall successfully and associate with your brand, and persuasion, which is getting them to react in some way. So the three big things, branded impact, getting the attention and remembering who you are, communication on strategy and persuasion. So if you search on YouTube or similar, and you find consumer-generated interpretations of your brand, here, I believe, is what you can learn based on what you see. Branded impact, stopping people and then remembering who you are. The good news, if you find a lot of user-generated spoofs, is that you seem to have made some kind of mark. People are aware of your communication and they recall it as being you. If they didn't, they wouldn't have been able to replicate the format, the structure, and make fun of your brand. So the greater number of user-generated versions probably means the greater number of people that you've actually moved in some way by your ad. So that's probably the good news. What about communicating on strategy? And this, I believe, is probably the most important of all. Now, the good news. If you have a creative idea, if you have a creative idea. Now, in my view, the good news is that if you have a big creative idea and they've taken your core creative big idea and reworked it with a new story or take on it. This is great news because this means that you have an idea that intrigues them and they've actually felt moved enough to respond. Now, as a marketeer taking a look at these spoofs, I think you can understand just how intriguing or clear your idea is, especially if the user-generated version has taken it and found a new or exciting and different way of telling the story, telling your creative idea. Because this, after all, is what people should be able to do with a creative idea. A creative idea is not a template. 
It's not a structure. It's about telling a story, taking an idea and telling a story in a different way. So, for example, links or acts, depending on which country you're in, body spirit has the creative idea, the links or the acts effect. For the purpose of this podcast, I'm going to talk about the links effect, just to keep it simple. So the smell of the spray makes a man irresistible to women who throw themselves at men. Now, they, these men are usually slightly geeky looking or very ordinary or actually quite unremarkable men. And one great example of a spoof I saw online was called The Real Links Effect. And this shows a man, again, one of these slightly geeky, unremarkable men, bringing a woman home for a late-night cup of coffee. She goes into his bathroom to freshen up, and she sees the Lynx can, picks it up, looks at it, and flees the flat, realizing that actually she's under some spell, the spell of Lynx, and the guy probably is not as hot or attractive as she imagined. Now, <clears throat> this could quite easily have been made and run as an ad in the series because it's taking the credit of idea, the Axe effect, and reworking it. Now, if I was the Lynx or the Axe brand team, I, w- I would actually see this as a flattery rather than concern. And if you look at, at my blog at garybembish.com and, and the posting on what can we learn from advertising spoofs, I've put a typical Lynx ad, one of my favorites there, called Billions, which is the guy spraying and spraying and just literally billions of women flocking. And then I've actually put the real links effect, the user-generated interpretation, which, you know, the quality, the, the video quality is so-so of the second one, but it's it's just a great reworking of the creative idea, the real links effect. I mean, it's actually them completely feeding back the idea of links making it irresistible to women. And, of course, the end line that they have, which is spray more, get more. The bad news. <clears throat> so what's the bad news? the bad news in relation to communication. If you've got a template or you've got a formula and you don't have a big idea, then you've got bad news. Because what they will do is is you'll, you'll see that all user-generated ads in, have taken your template, taken your formula, and they just mock it. They mock the predictability of the structure. They make, mock the predictability of the formula, the predictability of your template. It's very easy to mock. And, it, and, and this suggests that you've got views, you've got, you've got issues, in, in my view. Now, interestingly, actually, consumers are usually just too bored of your formula to actually even bother to do anything about it. So this is the one that you think passes as a piece of branding. It passes in terms of helping you get consistent equity. Uh, but actually, it's just familiar and boring. So let's give an example. Celebrity plus here comes the science, plus an end line, you're worth it. That's the L'Oreal Paris template. That's the L'Oreal Paris formula. That is not a big idea. Now, what I've found with these formulas, these template ads, is users themselves, consumers don't generally rework them, but television sketch shows find these formulas, find these templates as a big opportunity to mock because they're very, very good for cheap laughs. So a couple of examples that I've actually put as good examples is, you know the Jane Fonda age be perfect TV ad? Jane Fonda, you know, Jane Fonda celebrity plus science plus because I'm worth it. There's the UK comedy show Dead Ringers did a fantastic mocking of the formula. And again, you can see that on the blog at garybemish.com on the posting. And it's just chose the whole formula. There's another one for Neutrogena where the USA comedy show, uh, Saturday Night Live, they did a mock 
of a Neutrogena TV commercial, which is for a product called CoinSlot. And again, it's the same thing. It just takes the formula and completely mocks it. But what you'll find is that consumers are less interested in mocking formulas. They're much more interested in, in taking creative ideas because it inspires their imagination and actually encourages them to generate something. So how well a consumer does it really tells you how good your creative idea and it really tells you how well you're communicating the story. And this makes sense, as I've said before, because if you have a creative idea, you should expect to see new ways of the story being told. You should expect people to make it in ways that are much more relevant to them. That's what you can expect your agency to do. That's what you should be expecting your brand's teams to do. And so in some ways, this user-generated content is almost a test of the power of your idea because it's actually what the agency and brand team should be doing all the time. It shows probably the relevance of your big idea to your target if, they've, if, if they're getting it and communicating it. So that's brand and impact. That's what we can learn on communication. What about persuasion? Can we learn anything from brand, you know, user-generated contents and spoofs about persuasion? All successful communication must generate a response. So if you have a powerful communication message, you should expect to see a response. And in the user-generated world, you should, in my view, be looking for and even expecting consumers to comment back, to respond in some way. Now, at the risk of, of going on and on about the, the Dove uh, you know, campaign. I, you know, I just admire the fact that they have a brand belief based on attitudes in the world. They have a big idea. Um, however, unlike say the Lynx creative idea, it's not the Dove Real Woman idea is not really linked as much as it could be to the product. But anyway, it did generate a response in the user-generated world in three ways. First of all, what you find if you search on YouTube, etc., is people actually posted the commercials and posted the various viral campaigns. And this is, I think, because they felt so motivated by the message. They wanted to share it. They wanted to persuade others of the importance. So in terms of the persuasion of the idea, people responded by putting your commercials out there for people to see. And you'll see there's lots of commentary about it. And those of you familiar with YouTube will, will know people comment and you'll see people posted because they would were kind of persuaded by the message and wanted other people to see it. So that's the first thing, is people posting the adverts, the commercials. The second thing that we saw, or you see, is that people actually want to talk back. People want to have a dialogue. And so what we see in the Dove case is that some people posted some user-generated commercials, which actually mock Dove. And what they do is they mock the fact that Dove actually sells products to correct each of the real people imperfections that they're actually celebrating in the ads. And there is an example of that, which, I, which, I've, which I've posted again on the blog, if you want to go and take a look at it, where they basically contrast, you know, in the real beauty ads, there's a whole lot of issues. They're saying it's fine, but actually Dove is selling a product and people want to talk back. They're persuaded, but they kind of have a, a commentary back for you, which is fantastic. And the third thing we saw, the third kind of response, is that people actually responded in some way saying actually they're thankful that there are aspirational, good-looking people in ads, good-looking people, aspirational people in the media, because it helps to escape from the reality. And there's a great example where they take a relatively good-looking guy and they reverse him back into a slob with him drinking and eating burgers and getting fatter and slobbier and, and whatnot. So it's again, you see, the persuasiveness of the message is that 
that people are so driven by it that they, they get the message, they want to talk back, they want to share the messages, or they want to comment on the messages. This has got to be a good thing. Now, of course, the critical thing with all of these people is they've got to buy your product in the end. But what it does show is that at least in your communication, you're standing out above the huge mass of mediocrity. And, you know, consumers receive anything up to 5,000 commercial messages a day. And, you know, so it means they're not remembering yours amongst all of that volume, but they're remembering who it's from. They're remembering what you're saying because it's simple, it's single-minded, and they're being persuaded by the message to respond. I think that's quite something. And part of that response, though, you just got to make sure that they're actually out there buying the product. And that's part of the response. But I think there's a lot we can learn from user-generated kind of spoofs and commercials. And that's the thought for today. That's my unleashed thoughts for today. What do you think? You've been listening to Unleashed on Marketing with Gary Bembridge. Why don't you join the debate and get unleashed yourself? All you need to do is visit garybembridge.com and add your comments to the debate on this week's topic. While there, why not read the Unleashed on Marketing blog and sign up for the updates. So join the debate and add your views at Unleashed on Marketing at GaryBembridge.com.